casual anime podcast for Valentine's Day 2018. For this episode, we're covering The Garden of Words by Makoto Shinkai. I'm your usual host, Frederick, and joining me as usual, as he always does, is Kashtan. Hello, hello, hello. So, uh, you had something you wanted to say, so uh, I'll just shut up for a moment. Well, I just wanted to know how you're going to spend Valentine's Day. Uh, Are you going to be uh, home solving your Rubik's Cube with your Tenga? Well, probably alone in my room making no noise and pretending I'm not there, right? <laughs> so that's yeah, classic, okay. I guess. Yeah. Or maybe you'll go out with your teacher. Oh, well, that's uh, <laughs> that's an interesting one. Um, yeah. It's very appropriate, too. So, uh, as you alluded to, do you want to give us a rundown of this film? Very briefly. Uh, on a rainy morning in Tokyo, Tako Akisuki, an aspiring shoemaker, decides to skip class to sketch designs in a beautiful garden. This is where he meets Yukari Yukino, a beautiful yet mysterious woman for the first time. Offering to make her new shoes, Takao continues to meet with Yukari throughout the rainy season, and without even realizing it, the two are able to alleviate the worries hidden <laughs> in their hearts just by being with each other. However, their personal struggles have not disappeared completely, and as the end of the rainy season approaches, their relationship will be put to the test. That's a kind of an interesting uh, take on it, I guess. Yeah, straight from Mal. Yeah. Uh, I'm sorry in advance about this one. I have nothing original to add because I think everything that I have to say about this movie has been said by someone else earlier. I think it's that straightforward. Like, I could describe this as moist. I could describe this as um, two people in similar places. Uh, in different uh, parts of their lives, he wanting to grow up way too quickly, and she want the longing for the youthful uh, exuberance that, yeah, comes with being young. And uh, all of that has probably been said one million times before because it's pretty obvious, I think. Yeah. But anyway, uh, <laughs> we should probably get into it, right? Um, yeah. Uh, the animation at the beginning. I was uh, I was like wow, uh, I got my mind mind blown by the water. Yeah, I think this and... is. Uh, I think for short films such as this, it's very important to have something very engaging in the start because if you can't uh, if you can't catch my interest in about the first five minutes and the next forty minutes is going to be a waste of time for me. Yeah. I mean, if I'm not invested in the characters, and when you have so short, such a short time to do so, um, yeah, I think uh, I think that's very important, at least in these short, short-ish films. Um, yeah, I don't know. Do you have anything uh, important to you when it comes to 45-minute dramas? <laughs> no. Um... How does one captivate Kashtan's interest? Well, you should have a fighting scene. <laughs> but uh, I also like Slices of Life. Uh, it kind of gives, uh, gives me a calm. Uh, yeah, 
So let's talk about the start of this movie because uh, our main character walks into the park and creepily starts drawing this woman's feet. Like, holy shit, what's that? Weird foot fetish. Yeah, of course it is, but uh, I would have thought in like a in a place like Japan where they're kind of uh, known for the trope of gropers on uh, the train <laughs> starting drawing someone's feet in the park when they're alone together that's pretty creepy right yeah I would definitely have run from there but to his credit though he asked if they had uh, uh, met before so at least he wasn't creepily drawing her feet in complete silence right? <laughs> Yeah. And they had met before. Uh, well, do we know that? Yeah, it's implied uh, somewhere. Well, he never realizes, but no. do you think she realized? Well, because I would have thought she wouldn't have become so intimate if if he knew that if she if she knew that they she worked and he attended school <laughs> at the same place. Spoilers. Yeah. Well, it, it seems to me like uh, she just wanted someone to talk to that didn't know who she was and what her troubles were. At the start, at least. Yeah. Um, well, I would have thought initially she went to the park uh, to be alone. Yeah, because who goes to the park uh, on a weekday when it rains? Especially when if you have to pay to enter the park. Yeah, and that's pretty sad actually, having to pay to enter a park. It's, I don't know if it's common practice uh, in Japan. I don't know. Uh, New York Hyde Park, it's uh, free, isn't it? Uh, so wait, wait, wait! I think you're making a oh. mistake. Yeah. <laughs> Fuck. <laughs> because Hyde Park is in London. <laughs> Central Park is in New York. Yeah, yeah, sure. Oof. Yeah. Um, cut, cut, cut. <laughs> so, um, I lost my train of thought there. Yeah, well, I think the reason why we see he pays to enter the park is so we can see the no beer sign. Yeah. And uh, when we meet the woman and see she's drinking and eating chocolate, uh, we might think initially she's some kind of a rebel. But... Alcoholic. Yeah. It's kind of a weird combo. I don't think she's an alcoholic, though. I think she. I think she can stop drinking if she wants to. Yeah. I mean, it's just beer, right? Yeah. It can't be. It's it's not like it's sake or something. Or or hay bread. <laughs> well, it's very it's very light. Yeah. I think so. I think I don't think uh, her beer drinking is a problem. Um, oh, and it's implied later what why she drinks beer and eats chocolate all the time. Because she can't taste anything else. Yeah, but is that an is that an actual condition or is that just the stress of? Uh... Yeah, yeah, it's uh, psychological stress uh, of you... uh, work. 
because she has. Yeah. Uh, I I don't know if uh, if she is at fault for the reason why she is skipping work. She's had a rough patch where uh, her students, her female students, are accusing her of uh, stealing their boyfriends or something. Yeah. And there's been vicious rumors uh, spread about her. And watching this movie, well, she might actually have taken someone's boyfriend. <laughs> I wouldn't put that faster. Yeah. And she's only 27 years old. So it's not that huge of a difference. But when you come from uh, yeah, but a, posi a teacher, position of power, uh, teacher student yeah. relationship, that's totally unacceptable anyway. But, uh, yeah. yeah. But wait, isn't it different if it's a girl no, teacher? <laughs> okay. <laughs> um, but sure. I, I don't know. Uh, if she had uh, done any misconduct on her part, she would probably have been fired, right? So yeah, I think yeah. we can conclude that she did not nothing wrong initially. She's just having problem coping with uh, her situation. And I don't think you can be fired because of uh, chit-chat uh, amongst the students. You have to have some proof. Yeah, or else but just I don't work. think uh, she could continue working there. It would be best if she just moved to a different school. Yeah. And uh, it fits very well, actually. So she can move home and relocate and start, start working again. Uh, you know how her story ends, finish, uh, incidentally. Hmm. You want to hazard a guess? Or no. You, you know that she continues teaching, but uh, you know where she ends up? No. Uh, she ends up in Mitsuha's village. Mitsuha? Yeah, from your name. Uh, that was... Oh, really? Yeah, so she was killed by the comet. Or, if you prefer, if Taki managed to go back in time and stop the entire event thing, or whatever it was, uh, then she's alive and teaching in Mitsuha's village. Okay. Because I was looking through um, uh, Hanazawa Kana's um, role list, and I saw she was uh, had a role in your name, but she wasn't Yot Yotsa, she wasn't Mitsuha. Mitsuha, and she wasn't any important role. So I was wondering what, what the fuck she was doing there, because she's one of the most famous uh, seiyu in Japan. And then she, I saw she was accredited uh, with the teacher role in your name. Hmm. And I'm, I, don't, I don't know if she even has more than one line. And I saw it was uh, the same name as... Uh, it was Yukino Yukari from, from this film. That was Whoa. an interesting little tidbit. We're a great find. Yeah, well. So that does that mean that all Shinkai's films are one universe? Well, uh, you could make an, a statement for that. Uh, <laughs> yeah, you certainly have the trains in this one. <laughs> yeah, well, this is probably just a little Easter egg. Yeah. So uh, yeah. let's address the elephant in the room. Um, or there's actually several, but uh, let's address the first one. Um, the 
foot fetish? Do you think there's... Do you think it's prevalent? <laughs> do you think Mokoto no. Shinkai has a foot fetish? No, 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 no. Not really. I don't uh, think so? Yeah, do you see that in his other movies? Uh, yes, we do see that in his other movies. Well, this is only my uh, second uh, Shinkai movie, so... Uh... Yeah, you've only seen the, seen the good ones, I think. Yeah. Uh, well, I think it's obvious that... Uh, what's it called? Uh, Quentin Tarantino has a foot fetish, right? And he, he puts it front and center in his films. Yeah. <laughs> and I think... Uh, probably Makoto Shinkai has a foot fetish, too. I mean, when will you ever see such a tender scene when... She takes off her shoes in the park. Well, it was it was a great scene. Uh, no doubt about that. Another interesting part about her feet is that she constantly switches shoes, while he is always wearing the his homemade uh, leather, uh, terrible uh, <laughs> amalgamation. Yeah. Um. <laughs> well, I mean, he stays the same. He always stays the same. He has the same umbrella, or they always have the same umbrella. But she she turns up and she has uh, changes, a change of clothes and usually different shoes. It's, that's probably significant in some way. Yeah. Especially when mm. uh, in the scene where she's barefoot when she runs after her at the very end. Mm. So, no shoes, shoes. I think it's probably symbolizing some kind of a choice you make, but... Well, the, they, kept saying, uh, they kept saying, they kept saying you had to walk, uh, yeah. you had to walk by yourself or... Something you need uh, to walk yeah. by yourself and yeah. finding new shoes to walk that new path. And he ever never ends up giving her those shoes because he takes way too long finishing them. <laughs> yeah, uh, and he wants to make them perfect, but uh, in the end, I, I think they look like shit. Yeah, well, it was probably uh, his second project, right? So yeah. He keeps harping on about this. Shoes are expensive. He has school. He has a part-time job. And uh, for him, school doesn't seem very uh, rewarding. Oh, um, he, he would be better off in uh, I don't know what you call it in uh, in Japan, USA, work school. Yeah, or maybe uh, just an apprenticeship. Yeah, from from a shoemaker or something. And yeah, but uh, he struggles with uh, people learning about his uh, shoe fetish, making things. Yeah, but that's because he's shit at it, I think. <laughs> okay. And his uh, family assumes that well, he's young, things can change quickly, like interest can change quickly. But uh, he seems obsessed, and I don't think they realize this. Uh, but even oh, though yeah, he's yeah. 
not very self-aware about his terrible shoemaking skills. Um, he is a very adult person. He's very grown up for his age. And he looks the part too. He looks like he's like uh, in his 20s, even though he's 15. Yeah. And uh, I think... Uh, whatchamacallit? I think... Uh, I think his age is not... Uh, A factor. Actually important. Mm. Or I don't think he thinks his age is important because... I think he tries to emulate his big brother who is now living alone with his girlfriend. And of what experiences he has had is that his mother is dating, uh, his very young, young mother boys. is dating <laughs> young boys, so he probably doesn't see it as that uh, strange that he should fall in love with a older woman. Yeah. Well, I think the move would have benefited from being 30 minutes longer. Uh, it was trying to say too many things. Uh, in a short period of time. Well, I don't know what um, you would cram those 30 minutes with, because... No. I don't know. Like, how it ends, I don't think... I don't think we would have ended up rooting for any of the characters anyway, because... It was obviously never gonna work. Yeah. So do you think but she strings him along, as he uh, implies? And I think he's perfectly, uh, perfectly, legitimately... Um, or his anger comes from a legitimate place, because I think she has strung him along. Yeah. At first, probably not realizing that she's doing it, but... I think she went way too far with uh, encouraging him with the shoemaking thing. Yeah, and it, it was very skillfully crafted, the scene. Uh, uh, but uh, I don't know about the end. Um, yeah, she is basically a teacher zone, I think. Yeah, <laughs> okay. <laughs> Whoa. Yeah, well, he doesn't appreciate it at all, though, because when he confesses and says might have fallen in love with her after she invites him to his house. Uh, I think yeah. that he thinks she considers him as an equal, as an adult. Yeah. But when she asks him to call her teacher instead of uh, son, then, uh, <laughs> then basically the uh, he changes. feels like he's uh, being treated as a child. Yeah. Um, and and we should talk about the rain. Uh, it's very central in uh, in the movie. Yeah, and it I symbolizes think... uh, happiness because that's when uh, they can meet, <laughs> apparently. Yeah. yeah, you would think that it rained a lot, but all of the action uh, occurred when on rainy days as a result of them only meeting on rainy days, so 
I would have thought the animators on this thing would have looked at the storyboards and the script and been kind of uh, annoyed because, I mean, <laughs> how many rain effects do we need? <laughs> yeah. Well, it's it's certainly production quality on this one. On the rain and uh, the water. Trees. And the trees, they look they looked real. Yeah, but as, an, as a story, the characters actually look pretty real too. Yeah, or but uh, as a story, developing because... over time, uh, I'm not. Uh, I have seen seen it before. You could say seen it done better, maybe. Yeah, it's uh, it's again with the Shinkai theme of people, unaccessible people falling in love and it not working out. Yeah. Also, I like the uh, the acoustic piano that played uh, in the rain scenes. That was a pretty nice touch. Uh, what I very much hated was that stupid poem. And I think <laughs> he rightly points that out too, because, I mean, why would he drop, why would she drop that line if she wasn't serious about it? Yeah. And you're not supposed to drop something like that the first time you see someone. It wasn't a haiku, it was uh, Tenka. Yeah. Tenka, I think it's he, called. He solves it, and it basically says, we're going to meet here again. <laughs> I'll yeah. always be waiting here for you. It's like, what? what? Why? Why would you drop that on <laughs> first time seeing each other? It's very conflicting. You uh, don't even know each other. Uh, each other's names, which I find very unbelievable. Yeah. Until uh, until they accidentally meet at school, they don't don't know each other's names. I think. And I don't think we, as a viewer, know their names either. Up until that. It point. was it was quite a while, at least. Uh, it was the school scene. I don't think scene. we know their last names before the, the school scenes, where they yeah. both drop within 10 seconds. Yeah. Well, I had a blast watching the animation at least. So, uh, and, uh, yeah. Yeah, I just wonder why the sun comes out and dramatic music starts playing when uh, she goes in for the hug. Because <laughs> it's not a happy moment. No. I think he had this song made, and then he didn't have any good place to put it. Because I think it's very out of place right there in this dramatic moment where it's not going to be an ha a happy ending. But you don't know. Maybe further down the line. Uh... No, she he was would killed graduate. By a, she would. She, he was killed. She was killed by a comet. <laughs> yeah, but how many years is that? To could be fifteen years forward. No, oh, no, no. Ten. Remember, ten. Well, I don't think smartphone technology would develop that slowly, right? Yeah. We true. know somewhat which year it is. It's probably around uh, twenty thirteen when the film. 
uh, came out and it's probably like two years before uh, your name or something. And he was 15? Yeah. Uh, okay, yeah, no. Well, he said he was gonna wait. I don't know how long he said he was gonna wait. Yeah. <clears throat> but I don't think they ever get together. Well, if your theory is correct, then... Uh... Well, it is correct. It's <laughs> because she is accredited. Yeah. We'll have to get uh, Makoto Shinkai to uh, do an interview with us and uh, ask him. Well, I don't think you need to ask him. I think he must have confirmed it if it's if uh, she appeared in the role list as uh, Yukino Yukari in both films. And uh, they certainly look the same. Um, I mean, that's pretty apparent. And... Yeah, there's a whole uh, thread on it on uh, Reddit. Yeah, Reddit, number one accurate <laughs> source of information. Yeah, they look pretty similar, so uh, yeah. <laughs> they are the same. Yeah. It's only uh, a question of uh, is this canon or is it um, is it different dimensions and the same person? I don't know. Yeah, yeah, she didn't die. It says. Well, she has to have died. Everyone died. No. But then the storyline shifted. Yeah. When they saved everyone, so. I mean, Mitsuha and Yotsuha died. Everyone died. Initially. Yeah. <clears throat> uh, so what do you think about uh, the main character? Well... Uh, he felt kind of... He felt very real. Um, I would expect, uh, yeah, tortured artist in living in Japan would be like that, <laughs> or tortured artist. Well, yeah. I don't know how uh, tortured it is, but uh, tor he's definitely hardworking, <laughs> and he does some. He makes some decisions that uh, not a lot of people will make, which makes him more than a blank slate. Um, yeah, uh, like I have no interest in. Or no particular interest in feet or older women or the rain, <laughs> for that matter. But hmm. he certainly makes some interesting choices. I mean, when he goes to fight uh, the fur yeah. years too, that's <laughs> pretty. Uh, well, pretty I felt kind I did I not. It was kind of out of character to slap the girl. Yeah. He does seem obsessed with uh, Yukino-san. Yeah. Yeah, he should probably just have minded his own business, honestly. Yeah, because she was already quitting, so... I think that's what uh, sets him apart from uh, someone like uh, Taki from Your Name. Because he's basically an empty slate, he's no real opinions, he 
does normal things. Uh, basically, at some point, he's even a girl, so <laughs> he can capture so much of the audience, and so much of the audience can see themselves in him. So that's probably why uh, there's a massive audience for your name. <laughs> Maybe one of the reasons. Yeah. So. Conclusion. What would you rate this? Well, 7 out of 10. Uh, while the story is not uh, complete, or it's complete, but we're still looking for answers. Uh, and the animation is so... Yeah, beautiful. Um, yeah, I would have no problems rewatching this. I think uh, I think the background is actually what you're looking for because I don't think there's actually that much animation. I think there's some animation certainly with the trains. Yeah, but I think uh, the actual movements. I don't think there's any sakuga here at all. Like, just about. Hmm. But that doesn't have to mean anything. Um, I had like this weird thing where I've been watching uh, K-On and Kimono Friends for the last week, and uh, watching this was kind of jarring, especially since I knew uh, like uh, the twist at the end. I don't know if you can even call it a twist. Um, So I don't know if I enjoyed it or hmm. hated it. <laughs> so a uh, five? No. Um, from a technical standpoint, it's nothing wrong with it. Um, it's actually very good, but I don't know if I can even rate this. I probably have to watch hmm. it again. Okay. And I really don't want to, so <laughs> there's that. <laughs> yeah, just slap a, a six out of ten on it. Well, 6 out of 10 is a good score, though, so... Yeah. Well, no, you don't think that 6 out of 10 is a good score, but... Mm. I mean, the way you say you hate things and then you give it a 6 <laughs> out of 10, I don't know. <laughs> well, what, what did I say I hate and uh, give it a 6? Uh, I don't know. I hear yeah. Academia. Uh, yeah, it's dropped, not uh, rated. Konosuba, maybe? I don't know. Yeah, that was funny. You said you hated it. Yeah, that was only a joke for you. Well, then you certainly use a lot of time uh, dedicated to hating things you actually like. <laughs> okay, um, yeah. yeah. Let's get back on topic. Um, I think she made the conscious decision to uh, to not come to school when when he when she found a, a soulmate she could share rainy days with. Do you think she, he was part of the factor why she couldn't manage come to, to come to school? No, 
she's talking on the phone with the, it was the principal. No, or, it was his, it was her ex, I think. Yeah, but they they call him uh, Mr. Ito or uh, something in the in the school. Maybe. And he's the one that's clearing out her desk and. Uh, uh, yeah, I, I got lost think now. The principal would be. I would think that would be an old man, regardless. Okay. Yeah. Well, well I you think know, age uh, is very important in Japan, right? Yeah. Like for no particular reason, like uh, <laughs> people could be born one day apart, like uh, separated by New Year, and you have to respect your elders. So, if you're the younger person, you're fucked, basically. Yeah, I'm not so uh, into the culture yet. But you see, she's. Uh, I think she. She, uh, she's at train station, and then she doesn't get on the train. Is that only her own anxiety, or does she want consciously want to go to the park? To see, uh, yeah, Gao, whatever he's called. Gao. <laughs> yeah, they never use yeah. names in this film except no. at the very end. Um, you know, uh, I I don't really uh, have an answer for that. Um, it could be the one, the the one way or the other. <laughs> Said, it would be uh, just, uh, yeah, just maybe. <laughs> so, what was your favorite part of this film? Do you have one? Yeah, it was the. Um, it was the scene where they. Uh, uh, when they broke up, or oh. <laughs> uh, not on the porch, but uh, yeah, they just said uh, it's the happiest uh, moment of my life, and then she dumps him, and uh, yeah, <laughs> not dump, but uh, turn yeah, him down. She, she teacher zones him, basically. Yeah. Well, that was a nice scene, actually, when uh, they were ironing. That was a very nice sound. When you come from a film that's been 90% rain, and the yeah. satisfying sound of a, a hot <laughs> iron on a shirt, that was pretty nice. Um, and there's always the foot measuring zine. Yeah. There was probably a lot of effort put into that. Yeah, it stands very out, so... Yeah. Uh, as I said, I didn't have anything original to say. Um, I thought the self-narration was probably a necessary part. Um, I think he wasn't as good as her, though, in the voice acting department. But yeah, it's, it's kind of hard. Uh... I don't know if they're trying to go for a less developed voice. He's supposed to be young, after all. Yeah. 
that's basically everything I had about this movie. Um, yeah, I have nothing. Uh... I can't believe I'm, I'm so disappointed in myself. <laughs> this is actually yeah. so depressing. Do um, you have anything you want to add? Not really. Uh, I think we said it all. Yeah, then we should probably just end this and never talk about it again. Okay. Yeah, sure. Well, well uh, have a happy, uh, happy Valentine's Day. Hope you find what you're looking for. Yeah. <laughs> しわ寄せでこんな風にさつに雨の夜に君を抱きしめてた道路脇のビラと壊れた乗屋と街角では壮誰もが急いでた君じゃない悪いのは自分の激しさを隠せない僕の方 
初めて会